Hey, girl. Hey, how are you, Q? Hey, girl. Hey, I'm doing fine. How are you doing, friend? I am blessed and highly favored. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of neat things um, happening this week. So um, Beyonce, you know, I love Beyonce. Her Mm -hmm. album is going to be dropping July 29th, Renaissance Act One for you non-Beyonce fans or if you haven't heard at this point. But yes, I'm so excited for that. There's also Issa Rae has a new show that she created uh, Mm -hmm. coming to HBO called Rap Shit. It premieres July 21st and City Girls are actually co-executive producers of the show. Really? Really? Yes. Yeah. This is what I'm looking forward to. You sent me the information on that one. Yes, I did. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yes. It looks really cute. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. And then random as hell. This was on the news and I busted out laughing, but there is a Barbie movie movie coming. (gasps) Um, And Ryan Gosling is playing Ken. Yes. I saw that today. I was. I like, was what? like, "What?" Right. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like, what the with hell? That, with that, like, yellowy, pasty blonde hair. Yes, like, oh, looking like gosh. a goofball. And then he his yeah. little. You know how like men wear those like boxer briefs that say like "Haynes through the loom, Calvin Klein, whatever." The band yeah. says Ken. That's what it. I don't know if you noticed all that detail. It said Ken. No, I didn't. Man, I was like, <laughs> Lord, get hey, them out of here. Um, but yes. <laughs> All I saw, they just showed a picture. Um, what I saw, it was like just a still picture of him. And uh, it was just kind of, you know, like chest and up. And all I could see in the background was all the pink. I was just like, oh my God, it's like pink Barbie hell. It's yes. <laughs> yes. I, I'm curious to see who's playing Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Let's mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then. Is it me or are we heading towards a recession? Because inflation is so real. What girl, in the world is going on? Girl, all I'm saying is I'm trying, I'm trying to see the silver lining in this. And I'm hoping that the silver lining is um, so you're forgiving our uh, student loan debt, right? I'm just saying. Uh, listen, you listen, you've been trying to <laughs> get that popping. I yes. I don't see it. I don't even see it anymore. I've lost hope I mean, and faith. Yeah, yeah. You're right about that. It's girl. It's bad. It's really bad. It is bad. I, I honestly was telling my coworker the other day. I said I'm going to start. I'm trying to sell fruit cotton tail. Maybe start yep. only fans. I mean, who knows? You know, right? Um, right. Y'all want to see um, these feet? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to see a little more feet, but uh, <laughs> like, I'm going to have a good. I'm going to have a good channel. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Didn't I say fruit cotton tail? Uh-huh, yes, okay. Yes, okay. <laughs> In honor of Father's Day. I wanted to ask you, you know, we talk mm-hmm. about TV a lot. Yes. Who are some of your maybe top three fave TV dads? Oh, okay. So y'all don't, don't be mad at me for this first one. Cause I mean, you know, he was America's dad, Bill Cosby. Not Bill. Oh, I yes. knew he was going there. Yes. <laughs> oh. Not now, but you know, back then. Um, let's see. Oh, I also have to throw that to, let's see. Good ones, faves. Um, let's say Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I, okay. I was a big fan. And uh, I'm also going to say Danny Tanner from Full House. I was going to say Danny Tanner. Yeah. I just can't remember yeah. his name, but him. Okay. <laughs> um, the other two that I had, uh, and they're both from the same show. I'm mm-hmm. going to say Jack from your show. This is us. Oh, and I'm oh. going to say Jack because Jack ran in there to save Kate's dog, dog. and then he died. Okay. A dog. Yes. Um, so Jack, 
you definitely are a great father because that dog would have died that day. Yeah, and not, and not yeah. saying I do not dislike dogs because that's not it. But if the house is burning down and the last thing in there is the dog and all the families outside, well, mm-hmm. rest in peace, little, little Fido. Sorry. And then, <laughs> sorry. And Randall on This Is Us is going to yes. be my next um, fave TV dad. I, Randall, yeah. you know, Randall has his own little shit with him, but I think he is he is phenomenal as a dad i think he tries to really understand and be there for his kids and it's just (laughs) such a great um representation of a black family dad that's not bill cosby yes very true and i'm sorry i know you didn't see well you know what i'm just gonna not even say that because i don't want to spoil it for people that have not seen the very last episode but randall yeah i totally agree on that one he's awesome yes and so (laughs) with that being said we just want to give a very very special shout out to our dads and all the dads that are out there i mean my brother who's such a great dad my stepdad you know my i don't even know my all my homeboys my friends that are (laughs) that are dads um gg's godfathers like shout out to all of you you guys are amazing amazing people amazing fathers and (laughs) keep doing what you do and yeah, I mean, we're so blessed to have you. Do- I mentioned my own dad, right? Yes, I- you did. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I-, I-, I felt like I forgot, but I was like, no, he should have been one of the first ones that came out of my mouth. So <laughs> happy Father's Day to y'all. Yes, happy Father's Day. So today we have Tasha and Janelle Lyons of the Lyons Den Group. They are a family of real estate agents based in the DMV area. They are here today to chop it up with us a bit. So welcome, ladies. How are you, ladies? Hi, I'm good. How are you? We're I'm good. Well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. And thank yes. you so much for doing this. We appreciate it so very much. Um, I know that we're missing one since your husband, yes. Neil, is also part of your agency. I'm sure y'all will represent just fine. So we, we have a couple of questions for you. Nothing, nothing too crazy, I hope. Do you want to start, Q, or you want me to start? Uh, actually, I can go ahead and start. That's not go a problem. For go for it. Right. Yeah. So I did get a chance to check out your website and it's a beautiful website. Let me just oh, say that. Thank yes, you so much. of course. Of course. Um, so explain to us, you know, and to the listeners, what's the secret to actually running a successful family business? So listen, you have to have a lot of patience. <laughs> I'll say I that. I bet. Yeah. Um, because the dynamic is so, and you, I, I would say you also have to learn how to separate family from business. Mm-hmm. It can definitely intertwine. It's a very fine line with, with the folks who you're working with so closely in your same household. Yeah. So to kind of separate that line of business and family, I would say you have to know how to do that to have a family business. Like that's like number one. Yeah. Um, also, I'm the type of person where I like to take control. Janelle's like, you know, although I've kind of put this family empire together, mm-hmm. it's I have to understand that they are my partners. Yes. I have this thing where I, you know, I feel like if I'm not doing it, then it won't get done right. So I have yeah. to learn how to let go and delegate and have them, you know, play an intricate part of this business because we are a yeah. team. So yeah, right. that's another thing that I'm myself is work. I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, I feel like that's a, um, 
that's something that, you know, has to be established to working yeah. with it. Yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, I agree. And girl, that's something I need to work on too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what, what kind of services do you guys provide and what sets you apart from other realtors? So we do everything real estate related, anything you can think of, whether it's buying, selling, renting, investing, everything under the realm of real estate in the DMV area. We do that. Um, and what was the second part of the question? What sets us apart? So I can answer oh, that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. unless you want to answer it. Go ahead, you can go ahead and answer it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being controlling again. <laughs> that's all right, mama. That's, like, yeah, that's the mama in you. It's right, right. right. <laughs> I feel like what sets us apart is that we are a family, you know, and we have that family dynamic. So we are helping other families get into homes and help, you know, so we have that family dynamic. Not only that, we're a team. So in this market right now, if if you see a house that you are interested in, you have to jump on it. And right. yeah. yeah, and because it's going to go fast, you know, yep. just because of the market that we're in. So if you are a lone realtor and you're working by yourself, and let's just say you're a dual career agent, you know, you have a nine to five and then you you do real, real estate part time and you have a client that really needs to see a house. You may not have the time allotted to show that property mm-hmm. and then that property will slip and it's gone. And then, you know, so oh, wow. we have that structure to where if one of our clients need to see a property and I'm unavailable, hey, Neil, I need you to go show a property over at such and such address mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, or yeah. you, you know, vice versa. So you have three agents that's able to, you know, help each client out. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You that's know? awesome. So I feel like that sets us apart. It's, say, and then not only mm-hmm. that, but as far as like, if there's any hiccups or anything, we can b- kind of bounce ideas off of each other. So mm-hmm. we're not kind of like stuck in one position or one situation. We can kind of like problem solve to help each other's clients out, which I think is yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's um, awesome. I'm sorry. One other thing, I feel yeah, like, of course, part. Um, we're just so special, girl. Look, yes. we, we're a special group, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I feel like what we do. I specialize in first-time home buyers, right? Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I like to educate as I'm going along with the process mm. with my clients. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of agents, and that's not to downplay any other agents, you know, like some people, they just, you know, go through the process. Yeah. What I like to do is by the time my clients are finished with purchasing a house, selling a house, whatever, they they will feel like they have their real estate license and they can do it themselves. <laughs> that's awesome. That is great. So I, yeah, because I educate them along the process. So mm-hmm. they don't, they're not just going through a process blindly. They understand why they're doing certain things. They understand where their money is going. Yes. They understand every part of the process because let's be honest, this is a big purchase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is, a, it's a stressful process. Mm-hmm. Um, so for someone to feel like, you know, have all these emotions going into it and then feel like they are not aware of what's going on and they're just mm-hmm. like blindly going through the process that makes a big difference. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I I definitely I, I love the fact that you were mentioning as far as just being a family and being able to have each other's back instead of it being a dog eat dog type of um, environment. You know, because I mean, you know, sales and commission, things like that. It's like, no, that's mine. You know, so no, that's that's really, really awesome. No, it is. And you mentioned the state of the real estate market, right? You were saying you know, how a house comes on sale, you have to jump on it. So that was going to be my question is, what is the current state of the real estate market? Because I know last year when I purchased my home, 
it was a seller's market. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah, it was a seller's market. And I know that houses were being purchased like hotcakes. Like literally, I would send one to my agent and she'd be like, oh, that uh, gone. And I'd be like, wait, what? It just, I mean, literally the good thing is I I just had the baby. So I was like, two, three o'clock in the morning, I'm rolling over and I'm sending her a text message. Like it just got on the, like it literally right. at one o'clock in the morning, it just dropped. I just saw it. So, wow. um, and that's how I ended up here. Cause it literally was on for two hours. I came and saw it that next day and I had it the next week. It was wow. so like gone. So I was like, thank God. But yeah, what is the current mm-hmm. state of the, of the market? So it's pretty much the same. It's still a seller's market. It's not as aggressive as it was yeah. probably when you purchased because mm-hmm. I know then they were given I mean you know it was ridiculous yeah like, it was like mm, 30,000 above purchase price right. like, yeah you don't get it at 30,000 <laughs> above list price you know yeah. um, so depending on the area that you're looking in in a price point you can still run into those problems um but it has slowed down a little okay. to where houses are sitting on the market a little while longer you know, it, maybe for three days yeah. <laughs> <laughs> instead of, instead of 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So you, you, you are seeing a shift slightly. Um, however, it is definitely still a seller's market. Okay. Yeah. So how in today's economy with it being a seller's market, and of course, you know, the hurdle of high interest rates, um, how are you successfully overcoming that? So that's the thing. So I'm having conversations with my clients, letting them know, okay, you may have been approved for a certain amount before Mm -hmm. the interest rates went up, right? So now with the interest rates going up slightly, it's putting you at a disadvantage. Now you have to, we once once was going into like the 350 price point. We need to come down a little bit just so we can comfortable with your price point Mm -hmm. so it's just being strategic on how you go about um going you know adjusting to the different changes in the market i think Mm -hmm. that's the thing and just letting our clients know hey this is the state of the market right now you know and i'm abreast of the changes you gotta Mm -hmm. be creative yeah absolutely like really creative and it kind of it kind of sucks sometimes Mm because you might have that's pre-approved for like you said like three hundred fifty thousand, and it's like you might want to look at a house that's three hundred thousand, so you can yeah. be able to compete yeah yeah exactly property. that's mm-hmm. that's what i ended up having to do yeah yep. yeah wow wow it's amazing we actually have been in our house for two, almost two years we got it in 2020 during you know the really the bad part of covid well, and uh, thank you thank you <laughs> Thank you. I tell you what, so the price that we bought the house for, our realtor actually came back and told us maybe six months later that the same house, this floor plan was actually selling, and these are new constructions, selling for $250,000 more. Yeah, I was like, you hit crazy, crazy. So I believe you because it's the same with ours. We would Mm -hmm. have been here for, I want to say three years coming up in August. Uh I told my husband a couple months ago, I'm thinking about selling, you know, because, you know, the market right now, like the equity that we have in here is crazy. But the only downside is, okay, now we're going to be in the same position as these buyers are in, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to find something else that's either comparable or, you know, uh, a stage up, you know, um, and then. I was even thinking about, okay, well, let's just buy some land and get a house built on that, you know, mm-hmm. and just try to 
think of different um, ways and strategize how to use the equity in our home, you know, right. so that's a, that's a conversation that we definitely had because I, I totally get that, you know, over the year or two, mm-hmm. in my case, three, the equity that has built up in these properties. Yes. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. So I have a question because you mentioned that you specialize with uh, first time home buyers. So I actually have two questions, but, okay. or maybe it looks like it's like four of them. But um, <laughs> one of my questions is how should someone who's interested in purchasing a home get prepared, especially a first time home buyer? Like, I know, like, how much money should they have stacked up? How much, you know, what should their credit score look like? What are like these different things? Because I know a lot of people think like you have to have like this super, super great credit score. You have to have that 20% or more down payment. And that's not necessarily, well, in in my opinion, always the case, but I'm, I am not in real estate and I'm not the expert. So that's why I'm posing that question to you, yes. to y'all. So for, um, that's an awesome question. And and that's kind of where I educate my, my clients on the ones that are interested in purchasing a home. The biggest misconception. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That they think that you have to have all of this money saved up and, you know, your credit score has to be, you know, perfect 700 plus, you know, and that's just not the case. Now, if you want to get great interest rates, you want to, um, compete in this market, you know, yes, have all of that, you know, because right. the more money you have saved up, the more leverage you have, the higher your credit score is, the um, better interest rates you get, you know? Mm-hmm. So yes, that's all, that's all great to have. However, you don't necessarily have to have all of that. There are first time home buyers programs and typically you will need at least 6% saved up, but sometimes we can get seller's help in a market like this. You, you typically can't, but it's not impossible. Like I have done it, you know, mm-hmm. um, it just depends on, on, on the house. And I'm having, uh, well, we're having home buying seminar on the 26th where we inform, you know, people who are interested in purchasing those type of questions and, and give those answers to those mm-hmm. questions as far as the amount of money that you need saved up. And the first thing that I feel like you need to do is talk to a lender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the first step. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to let you know where you stand. Yes. A lot of times right. people feel like, you know, it's impossible for me to purchase. I know I, I can't purchase right now. But then when they talk to a lender, they pull their credit, they see their income and they're like, oh, well, no, you're, you're pre-approved for X amount. And they're like, what? That's mm-hmm. because you never tried. You thought, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I don't have this. I don't have that, you know, and, and another misconception they feel like they have to have um, like the perfect credit, like no debt, no, you know, right. and I'm just like, no, like you can still purchase a house with debt. We're looking at your debt to income ratio, right? Yeah. Yeah. So just because you have debt does not mean that you can't qualify for a home. Right. And mm-hmm. mess themselves up too, trying to pay off debt that they think they got to pay off. And now you losing money that you should be saving up to purchase the house. Right. Mm-hmm. And see where you are before paying some stuff off that you don't need to pay off right now. So, right. Mm-hmm. So there are tons of programs that can help you out with down payment assistance and closing costs, but you have to have at least, I would say you have to have at least a 580 credit score in order to purchase the higher you, um, score you have, the more perks and programs you will qualify for. So mm-hmm. like first time home buyer programs, you will have to have like a 640, 660 um, to be able to qualify. Um, there are 580 
score programs, but you have to have money saved up, right? So yeah, you have to yeah. have one or the other. So if you have a low score, if you have money saved up, then you're good to go, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, there's different ways to go about it. It's just best that you talk to a lender to see where you stand and which route you need to go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's that's really awesome because I know that is a huge misconception and it scares a lot of people from purchasing. It does. It yeah. Does. Yeah. And you started to touch on my second question. See, I, I knew I knew you knew I knew you <laughs> we were here. Uh my question was, are there programs for first time homeowners? But then my other question is, are what about second time homeowners? Are there ever programs for people who are purchasing for a second time or more? Yeah. But, Good question. Yeah, they do have programs um, that, that are available. You don't have to be a first time home buyer. So um, there are different programs. It's just you have to put out there what your situation is and your circumstances. And then the lender can find a product that best fits your your situation. There are even um, programs, uh, USDA. So I'm not sure if you know, are familiar with the USDA loan, but that's a rural um, loan that is given to people who purchase in rural land. So some areas qualify for a hundred percent financing. USDA. So that way you don't have to put down, um, down payment. All you have to worry Mm -hmm. about is your closing costs. Things like that, that people are unaware of that, you know, once they talk to a lender, they can, you know, find out what products works best for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, well, some of the first time home buyer programs, like what are, what are more popular ones, I guess? And is it usually the same for like different states? Cause like Kiana's, um, she lives in Colorado, right? So, you know, are the programs relatively the same like nationwide or is it like based on state, state by state so cases? Some of them are kind of state based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure, um, you know, what other programs are offered out of state, you know, okay. we, we work for, um, we work in the DMV area, mm-hmm. So all the ones that we work with are more so state specific. Okay. okay. Yeah. But all of them pretty much should be the same. They're looking at the same thing. They're looking at your, your um, credit score. They're looking at, you know, uh, your DTI, you know, they're kind of the requirements should be around the same, but you know, there may be some criteria that's different. That's just by a tag, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I I love and Marcy and I'm sorry if I interrupted on your four questions. <laughs> no, I'm done. I think I, I think most of it got answered. Thank you. Okay. okay. Yeah, no problem. So, speaking of because you said that you all work in the DMV area, this is the area that you service. Um, I did want to say just again looking at your website, I think it's really really amazing that you also give back to your community. Um, you know, through Sarah's Circle. Can yes. you tell us a little bit about Sarah's Circle? Yes. So it is a foundation um, that helps the uh, senior citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really big on giving back to the community. Yes. So what and that's what we so we work for a brokerage. So Lions Den Group is with a, a t- our team that's within a brokerage. Right. And mm-hmm. so our brokerage is called Exit Community Realty. So that's what we do. Like we help service our community. Um, not just in real estate, but, you know, we give back. So um, Sarah Circle is uh, a senior citizens, you know, um, they help with seniors, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, housing them and stuff of that nature. Um, so what we do is we give a portion of every transaction that we do, we give a portion to that 
foundation. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. How long does the process usually take overall from the time that you, you know, let's say we found the house. Um, this is the house that I want and the offer has gotten accepted. What, how long was, what's your, what's the typical timeline um, that a person should expect? Between like 30 to 45 days. Um, sometimes it can be less depending on, you know, the specifics of the contract or things like that, but typically 30 to 45 days. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is there ever a time when it's longer? Yeah. So, and, and the crazy thing is with this market, look, drawing it back to the crazy market that we're in, there's sometimes where people, you know, like you say, when you sell a house, now you're the buyer trying to figure out what's going on. So sometimes you have situations where people need to stay in their homes yeah. for a longer period of time, mm-hmm. wait until they can purchase a house. Mm-hmm. So you might have to wait three months to give them some time to get into their house. And that's part of the contract so mm-hmm. especially now more than ever it's probably going to be a little bit longer than 30 to 45 days yeah 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 i know that happened to my girlfriend she they purchased their home and it took i think it was it wasn't until about three or four months after they purchased that they were able to move in but i think basically since they were the owners the person living there was paying them basically rent yeah. rent back it's yeah. called rent back yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. How how common is that? Well, never mind. Don't even answer because you kind of just said it's because this crazy market is starting. It's probably happening a little bit more. It is. It is. And uh, the thing is, the um, sellers are getting away with it a lot more <laughs> because it's like the buyers just like, okay, I want this house. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I know it's nothing else out here. You know, I need this house, you know, so go ahead. Take as long as you want. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have this house when you finish, you know, and I'm getting uh rent for it you know i'm good so right yeah. mm-hmm. not too long ago. it wasn't that long of three to four months but they ended up having to stay in a hotel for a little bit of time in limbo waiting for the transaction to be complete so, oh you did too, you too? yes yes <laughs> so we were again this was during the the when COVID first started when it was major and you know it was unfortunate um we were in a hotel for six months Oh, oh, wow. Six months. We were waiting for them to, uh, we were still in our townhouse because we had just moved out to Denver mm-hmm. and uh, we were in our townhouse and the lease was ending on the townhome. So we were in a situation of, okay, if we do a six month lease, this is going to cost us, we're already paying 2,500 a month for rent. Right, right. So, you know, then you're talking about for a, a shorter lease. Oh, they were trying to nickel and dime us. Oh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. It was crazy. So we ended up, we're like, okay, we talked to the realtor. How long are we thinking this builder's going to take with the house? Oh, it'll be done in about three to four months. You know, luckily, you know, the construction workers aren't being affected. Um, you know, by COVID, you know, so many people had issues with, you know, jobs and everything then. So um, their line of work was not affected. So they were able to go ahead and get the house done. Okay. House did not get done until let's see, this was March house didn't get done until September. So yeah, we were, we were in there for six months and you're talking the kids. um, I have twins. The twins were uh, going to school online. Oh. Uh, my husband, he was working in the room. I was working in the room. So you're talking like just oh, chaos. Oh, oh it was chaos. <laughs> Listen, you, you aren't the only, I mean, if it's any consolation, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little better, you yeah. were the only 
everyone in that position. There were so many people in that position. Like yes. it's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially at the height of COVID. Oh yeah. 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 I'm glad y'all talked to, brought it back to COVID because I wanted to ask, how did the pandemic affect your business, if at all? And and did you end up having to implement any changes? So actually it didn't. It it didn't really affect it because um they deemed us essential workers. So wow. we were still able to function as normal, well, as normal as it could be, you yeah. know. Right. You know, practice the 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 uh mask and hand sanitizer one uh one in at a yeah, time and like, stuff like that the open houses we could not do open houses yeah. so that was one mm. uh, change that we had we couldn't do open houses because of the how many people in there at one time and stuff like yeah. that but as far as business um it was business as normal what you I, think i would say for us specifically it was pretty much business as normal but i would say as far as real estate as a whole i think that it kind of did do a little bit of damage you think you think? think about it people were being laid off of their jobs and everything okay and yeah i've heard yeah stuff like okay that. so i feel like we we kind of got the good end of the stick gotcha. but like the scheme of things i do think that it probably did affect the business as a whole right right no, I agree. I agree. Look, we got mm-hmm. lucky. You know? We did. Yeah, y'all did. Y'all yeah, did. Because yeah. I know, like, so, yeah, I purchased, when I started looking, it was, the pandemic was still happening. And actually, when I purchased, it was still happening. Because I remember taking my picture and having to sign with, we were all social distance. I happened to sign all paper. We were all messed up. And I know, like, when, when I used to go out to see the houses, it would, like, she would let me in. I would look in the house. She would either stay outside the house or she would stay like right by the door and then like kind of yell to me if I had questions. And also at the very beginning, when I first started searching, they would, it would, it was a lot of virtual um, mm-hmm. home visits. Like I wasn't going out. They were going out. I actually loved it because I was like, oh, good. I don't have to leave work. Um, can you turn back that corner? Can you go back around and look at that again? Can you turn the light back on? Uh, no, open that fridge. Is it, is it working? You know, but virtual um the virtual tours like see I, I feel like it was such a difference it's it's nothing like actually going into a property and yes. seeing, even with pictures yeah I mean these realtors like they can do a bomb job with you know setting up the scheme the the scene mm-hmm. like it's the, the a, a, yeah amazing it looks like a beautiful home and then when you get in it it's just like oh <laughs> oh, trust me, I I remember. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> the bedroom. Yeah, make, make it look, look like, like it's so big. And you walk yeah. in like I'm in a cubicle. What is that? <laughs> so it's it's funny you all mentioned that. So out here in Colorado, there was actually a house, and this made the news out here. There was a house that was being sold for over eight hundred thousand dollars. It was a foreclosure. Now, when you walk in the house. The, whoever was in that house last did everything that they possibly could to tear it up. It oh. was the most putrid smell when you walked into the home. Uh, they were sp- like spray painted all over the walls. There was a smell coming up from the basement and then found out it was like a deep freezer that had like oh, extremely God. old. Meat. It was know. terrible. Oh. So it, it just, it amazed me. It's like, and, and p- you would be surprised that house actually sold and that oh. person paid. Oh you would be surprised at how many people were going for that. Have you ever like had to tell a client like, mm, I don't know about this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is that I had to learn myself mm-hmm. um, is my taste is not their taste. Right. You know? So sometimes I, I have to find myself, like it's a fine line. Like I would let them know, Hey, like my suggestions on this home is mm-hmm. like, 
let's walk away only because it's going to be a lot of work, especially yeah. if it depends on what my clients needs are. Yeah. And if they've expressed to me in the beginning, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. You know, I don't want to fix too much up. I don't want, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. If I can, if I look into a home and I see that, you know, this is not what, what, what mm-hmm. you want, you know? Yeah. So I'll kind of give my professional opinion. Yeah. And if they take it, they take it. If they don't, they don't, you know, but mm-hmm. I have to give my professional opinion on like, I think we should walk away. Of course. Um, also that when it comes to like inspections too. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. it may visually look good, but mm-hmm. then when it, inspection report comes back and the inspector says X, Y, and Z is, you know, wrong with the home. And let's say the seller is not wanting to fix it, or let's say mm-hmm. the property is as is, because that's a lot that we were seeing as well. Yeah. Like the properties were being sold as is the seller, they're not fixing that thing. Nothing. So what yeah. you get. Yeah. So when the inspection report comes back and you see, you know, certain things is wrong with it and they're like, well, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. It'll be Mm. fine. I'm like, you really need to Mm. understand that once you purchase this home, these problems are yours. Yeah, this is yours. Yeah. That's another thing with the market. People were so eager to get these houses. They weren't getting inspections. At all. They weren't even getting inspections. Because it looked good on the contract. Yeah. As a seller, you're like, I know some stuff is going on up in this house. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go ahead. Watch the third step. Right. Right. <laughs> I know I purchased mine as is, but I did have an inspection done. And thank God there was like minimal, nothing, hardly anything was, was wrong. It was like, just, you need to replace this at some point and this at some point. And that was pretty much it. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, because yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I I, I see a property and I'm just like, just going back to your original question. I see my client is just like, you know, oh, it's okay. But I'm like, do you see this house? (laughs) Like, (laughs) but you know, if they say they want it, you know, it's just like, okay, like, there's like certain times where I'll have to like catch myself and I'm like, (laughs) Between like being like someone just just viewing a property and then being the realtor, so yes. like, like you said, your taste isn't always your client's taste. So it's like uh-huh. I'll if I feel like like the ceilings are too low, yeah, or yeah, the floors at ease. But if it's like the wall is cracked up, you know, oh, you're gonna have that yeah. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ceilings being low, but we're not gonna ignore right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. The house is built for little smart smurfs like myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is one piece of advice that you give to someone that was starting out in your career? Oh, you want to go first? Okay. <laughs> it's a lot. So I would say have patience. Mm. Um, do not count your money before you get it in your hand. It's a lot of realtors that, you know, they have a client and their client is looking in, let's say, a 500 price range, or it can be anything. Let's just mm-hmm. say you have a client and you feel like, okay, we're searching for homes. They have a contract on it. Our contract got ratified. And I put a calculator out quick. Yeah. <laughs> try to figure out what your commission is. Okay. Once yeah. in this house, this is how much I'll make because it's different for us because, you know, anyone in corporate, you already know what you're bringing home, you right. know? With us, we have to calculate our money to find out, okay, well, this is, you know, how much I'm anticipating bringing home. Mm -hmm. Don't do that because you're, you're calculating and thinking, okay, this, this I'm, I'm about to get, you know, X amount of dollars off of this transaction that's supposed to close next week. The client may lose their job. 
Yeah. Um, you know, anything may come up in financing or in underwriting, you know, and a deal is dead. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you're kind of heartbroken. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, I bet. Your coins before you get them, you know. Right. So that's one piece of, of advice that I would give. Also, okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you talk. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being a little talkative. <laughs> so another piece I would say is just to be patient and understand that relationships between realtors yeah. are necessary to have because you're going to work and run into the same realtors mm. throughout your career and throughout your industry. So you don't want a bad name in the industry. So having a great working relationship with the other agent on the opposite side of the transaction is very vital to have. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that yeah. may, they, they may see your name on another, you know, it's a multiple <laughs> offer situation and they see all these realtors and they see your name like, Oh, I know she handles business. I know mm-hmm. she's very good to work with, you know, and they're telling their, their seller, you know, this agent is, is about her business. And that may be the reason why your offer get accepted over someone else's. You yeah. know? So you're helping out your client at the end of the day, because you're a great realtor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, what'd you say, Jay? So for two different reasons, I say, if you want it to be easy, and this is like before you even get your license, if you want the process to be easy, Mm -hmm. love what you're about to do. Yes. Because look for two, for two reasons. The first reason is if you don't love what you're doing, it's going to translate. And then that goes into the whole being a good agent and even with clients and working relationships. But I also say that because a little story time, I'm about to throw her under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I did not choose this career for myself. Uh-huh. I was getting picked up from school and I got told your real estate classes start on Monday. Oh, oh. <laughs> that, was a, that was a controlling mama. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, I'm grateful for it now. But as far as when yeah. I was going through the schooling process of it all, it was difficult because the passion wasn't there. So I'm getting mm-hmm. the education and stuff and I'm sitting in class, but I'm not really retaining the information. I'm yeah. taking the test. I took the real estate test 13 times before mm-hmm. actually passing it because it was just, I'm just ready to get this over with. Not right. I'm just so ready to put people in homes. And <laughs> I had to grow to love that. And I uh-huh. love it now. So I'm yeah. like, she forced me to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mama knows. <laughs> the passion isn't there from jump. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, well, listen, that, that was some really good advice um, on both ends. So I just want to say thank you, ladies, both for joining us and being with yes. us today. Can you please let people know where they can find you if they have additional questions, if they just want to stalk you a little bit, um, if they <laughs> want to see how beautiful you are and how, you know, just talented and just great that you ladies are. So, yes, please let, let our listeners know where they can find you. Thank you. So my, um, the business IG page is the Lions Den Real Estate and that's L-Y-O-N-S, the Lions Den Real Estate. And then our website is the Lions Den Group LLC.com. Um, Janelle, what's your personal, um, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> is Janelle Audrea, J-A-N-E-I-L dot A-U-D-R-E-A. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. We appreciate you being on. It's our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And the episode will be out later this week. We'll let you know. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you.
I like to end my day by remembering and acknowledging everything I was grateful for, big or small. As Sterling K. Brown has said, always have an attitude of gratitude. And so now we're moving on to the grateful list. As always, I have many things to be grateful for. Yeah. One thing I'm grateful for is I am grateful for Google and for YouTube because they are lifesavers. I'm telling y'all, that's all I have to say. They are lifesavers. Outside of that, I am so very grateful for all of the positive feedback that we have received regarding the podcast. Yes. Thank you. It is so very much appreciated. Um, we work so hard to try to give you guys something that you can enjoy. So please continue to share and share and share some more. So yes, please. Um, yes, please. And lastly, I just want to say thank you. And I'm grateful for the men that are in my life and the men that um, who have helped me so much along the way in some way, shape or form. Most of them are fathers. So happy Father's Day to you guys and happy Father's Day to everyone. <laughs> definitely. Yes, I, I definitely repeat those sentiments. Happy Father's Day to all the men. Um, if we have listeners that are dads, happy Father's Day to you. And of course, to my own dad, happy Father's Day. I love you. Yeah. So, yeah. So for my grateful list, um, I am so grateful that my hubby made it home safely from his work trip that was out in Las Vegas and uh, yeah, that he uh, he was able to stay cool because for those of you that aren't aware, Vegas is like tripping on the heat lately. They're like 106, 109 as a high. So, um, yeah, God, I've, I've been was... out. I've been out there when it's been that high. Yes. We just had to stand under some shade uh, yeah. pretty much 90 percent of the time. It was pretty much. Hot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so also, I am grateful for FaceTime. Um, so putting it out there, my sister and her husband, they're actually having their first child. And yes, I did get her permission uh, <laughs> to let everybody know. <laughs> but uh, they're having their first child. And so yesterday, I got to see my little nephew um, on a 3D ultrasound. Aww. Yes, yes. It was just Please. like I was there. <laughs> it was so precious. Aww. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Cannot wait to meet him, but yes, so that was so sweet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, finally, uh, well, of course, these aren't the only things that I'm grateful for, but finally, uh, even though I wasn't able to make it to Washington State uh, this past week, I was able to see my baby sister graduate from college. So, shout out to her! Very, Aww, very, super, super, super proud of you. Yes, congratulations, sis. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe and share with a friend or two or a few. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SheTellsPod. As always, be good to yourself and take care of you.